Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Get into some uh, playoff football at the end of the show. Coach Maynard will stop by, give us his thoughts, kind of wrap up the regular season for the Big Elks in a nice tight little bow, and then look ahead to what's coming on Friday with Newcastle in town. So that'll be coming up oh, about 15 till. 9.45-ish normally when he stops by. So uh, that'll be fun to kind of get the, the first real insight into that game. Of course, we'll be talking about it next couple of days as well. College football topic today, second install, installment of the playoff committee rankings. Got a whole bunch of questions. I've, I've laid out some scenarios for you, Jared, for you to tell me who the four will be if certain things happen. And after we do that, what are the chances – Four undefeateds happen, and you know it's easy. After you, after you just rack your brain on who you think should go here and there. I've also got another question about if teams are allowed to develop, because I think there's one team that's too low, in my opinion, in the rankings. If you look at what their body of work is, and it's they're not the same team that they were five, six weeks ago. And I, and I think there's a bunch of teams like that around the country that may not be in the race for the top four that this, but that once we get into next year and we end up with the 12-teamer, I'm not going to say we're going to see somebody get hot and, and win the whole thing, but I think it's more realistic than a lot of people think. Because here's the truth. How many times do we see number four get beat by number 20? It oh, happens... Yeah handful of times at least every single year so right. what's keeping that from happening in the in the playoff no, i mean number 12 beating number one is that a humongous shocker i don't think no, it, no, no. i don't think it really is anyway so we can talk about that high school hoops from last night man there's a couple of girls teams that uh that have are that are off to really strong starts with the wins that they've had i, I got a question who's the best Small school, I don't want to say the best boys team in Western Oklahoma because everybody's going to inundate the text line with Weatherford. I'm not talking about the bigger school. I'm talking about small schools. Who's the best small school boys team in Western Oklahoma? At least kind of preseason or coming into the season or after a couple of games have been played. And, you know, it's, it's something's brand new this year, Jared. We always used to have, what, eight? 10 games of the season, and then here came that measuring stick. Early season going into, to, uh, yeah, I mean, further west, Cobb or Calumet. Yeah, that's, I 100% agree. It's one of those two in the state, probably in Class B. Further west, say, say Weatherford West, small school wise. Our listening area. Our listening, yeah, yeah, let's come, yeah, let's come further west. Let's come further west. But anyhow, the five county conference tournament. You know, we always we, yeah. we would always discuss like, okay, the first third of the season is the, the season openers, and then to the five county, what happens? And then coming out of Christmas, and then getting ready, you know, the playoffs and all that. That's gone. So what's going to be what's going to be that measuring stick? Because we're not we may not get to see, you know, like let's say last night, Leedy and Canute played boys and girls. Well, how many times did we see one of, let's say it doesn't have to be those two, but two teams play first, second, third game of the year, then all of a sudden we'd roll it into the five county a month later, and one team had clearly gotten better and maybe even turned a loss into a win. Right. I don't know how much we're going to get to see that now because of that, you know, these teams just simply may not be playing as many times throughout the year as they once did, but anyhow. That's, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It, it, it's it, just it's just totally different now. It's going to be some of them will, but some of them, not everybody will. Kind of in our mm-hmm. 
in our little niche out here. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be on inside, uh, or excuse me, outside the listening area, you want to stay in touch with us, log on to kadsam.com or download the app. The app has it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Big L and Paragon TV at Penny News. Brand new edition is on the website right now, thepennynews.com. You'll start to be able to pick up a free copy of the Penny News some places tonight, everywhere by tomorrow morning. So check out the new deals, the deals this week in the Penny News. Big Elk and Paragon TV. We'll have basketball on Friday. We'll have Big Elk football on Friday. We'll have Hollis football on Friday in the playoffs. So all kinds of action on Big Elk and Paragon TV. And, of course, Skinny on Sports podcast. You can find that puppy anywhere where podcasts drop. How are you today, Jared? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, it's this is always a pretty pretty uh, kind of hectic time of the year. You're telling me. Because, <laughs> you know, football is, is just getting to the important part, which is the you know the third season, as the coaches like to talk about. You've got non-district, then you got district, then you got playoffs. So um, that third season's about to start. And then also, for the smaller schools, hoops is getting going. And, you know, there's there's just lots of balls in the air trying to figure out you know exactly what's going on in a lot in a lot of, of uh in a lot of ways but last night you got to see some uh high school hoops Leedy Canute <coughs> and I gotta tell you there's two girls teams so far just in a couple of a couple of games but two girls teams out here in in west central Oklahoma that are off to strong starts and I would say the Canute Trojanets are one of them and then also the Sentinel Lady Bulldogs, both with really, really good starts to this early season. It's been impressive. I, I tip my hat over there to Sentinel. That, I, looking at that score as that game went on, of course I was involved with the Canute game, but it looked like Cheyenne might have had that in control. And then I'm anxious to go back and watch and see what happened. <clears throat> it's not like it really came down to the fourth quarter and and um, you know, how Sentinel came back and, and won that game. Because uh, Cheyenne, from what I understand, has some young players that are really good. So it might have been a youthful thing with uh, within that loss, but that that's impressive though. And to go to Cheyenne and get a win like that, it's never easy. Uh, I, I I again tip my cap to that one. And, and Canute, that was my first time to watch him in person. Of course, I wasn't there last Friday. Uh, you can almost throw last Friday's game out. Uh, no offense to Eric, but they just didn't have the horses to run with Canute on that night, and everything was clicking. And and then last night was a real good test. Uh, Coach Beer now over at Leedy, and you know you're going to get a good quality team, and you did. And I'm just I was I was anxious to see how Canute could replace um, the uh, the seniors that graduated that contributed for a long time, and Taylor Butler and Kylie Smith and and um, Jade and Jade of course Jade Grade and, and uh, um, it's a different makeup of a team, but still a a Tatum Riddling team. Uh, Schuster, uh, Kendall Schuster, looks like she is growing into that role of uh, being down low in that post position. And, of course, Destiny Jackson, you can't say enough. I mean, she can take over a game. She can lead a team. And she's just a sophomore. So if that trajectory keeps going up and up and up, uh, we're talking about some really special things there with her and her career. And, And I'm also, and I said this last night, I've always been impressed with Emily Cantwell's I mentioned trajectory. Her her climb as a player, as a leader, she got you know some minimal playing time uh, earlier in her varsity career. I thought she got a lot of confidence her sophomore year, and that confidence went through the roof last year uh, as a starter. And then she took a beating last night. She's getting got you know going for 50-50 balls and, and getting slapped in the face unintentionally and stuff like that. And then it goes up and just toes up the line and hits a couple free throws unfazed. I'm impressed with that young lady, and you should be. That's what you want out of your senior. I'm impressed with Canute. Um, and Leedy, they're, Leedy was a state tournament team last year. Uh, that People are going to – I keep going back to that. That's a team, I think, from where they're at in Class B, they they can give a lot of people some some fits, especially with Coach Beer running that program. Uh, just the shots just didn't fall for them, and, you know, it wasn't in, in at Canute. But um, yeah, the Sentinel and Canute. But right now, early impressions. Um, 
early early stock is high on those those teams on yeah, the girls' side. I wondered for Leedy, a couple of adjustments are going to have to be made. One, Riley Gore isn't there anymore, which you know she's been a, a mainstay when she was healthy mm-hmm. in that lineup for four years. And then, of course, it, with with Coach Beer back as the head coach, and and what adjustments will be made there from a young team a year ago that kind of came out of nowhere and started playing really good basketball down the stretch and ended up in the state tournament. And it just, you know, there, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there. I think that, to me, of, of a lot of the teams that may start out, and, and it was that way last year. You know, we looked at Leedy's record. We thought, what? State tournament? But then you started looking at who they lost to, and, and if you actually watched them by the end of the season, that was a really good team um, that, that just grew throughout the year. Um, and so I, I think that could probably be similar this year with them, Try, you know, just figuring out how to play with, with uh, what, what Coach Beer wants them to do and then how to play without Riley out there on the floor, as she has been for all those years. But, yeah, kudos, Canute, and, uh, and then Sentinel. And we're getting on the text line, Cheyenne's young but good. I, I yeah. Seeing that score from Cheyenne on uh, Friday, you know, Visai clearly isn't very good, but – you know that's not a that's not really a score we've seen. Even though Cheyenne's been solid, the number that was like kind of woe to me was seventy five, and that's points scored. You know, even even when Cheyenne's been solid on the girls' side, it's been more in the thirties and forties, right? Mm-hmm. And you see seventy five, and you're thinking, wait a minute, what's going on over there? A little bit different style, or in nice we you know young young kids that are good and. So that's another that's that's another group to watch. I think there's no offense to the to anybody out there, but it sure looks like the girls' side of things in the Paragon Network in West Central Oklahoma sure looks like the girls' side is more equipped to have teams making runs into the state tournament than what the boys' side is, at least right now in the early season. Right, two games in for most. Yes, it's it's. Um very early, but it does seem like that's those are the teams that are more well built for long runs. Sure. So who's the best team on the boys' side right now? Well, we said it off air, and we already got a couple texts about it um, in our area. Uh, really like Sentinel. Really like what they've done. Um, Snowden is uh, a really really good coach. I was wondering how they're going to replace a couple of their guys. At Peeler, one of them, um, Ace Snowden, coach's son, um, appears to be a gym rat. Really good player. I think that's a team. And of course, they went to state last year, and I think they're built to to continue doing stuff like that. So Sentinel's my answer. When you look back at a year ago, they were the one that did get through in A and B, in Class A and Class B, uh, Class A and Class B boys. It was Sentinel and only Sentinel that got through to the state tournament. Um, now you're, they lost, but they also got coming back. You know. It, how many times do we see this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boys or girls, when you got a good coach and all of a sudden uh, the coach's kid is out there, that normally leads to successful seasons, successful runs through a career, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That's, so no, not much of a surprise, I don't think, uh, that that could be the case. You know, we, we got Fort Cobb and, and Calumet as far as the question about, you know, Western Oklahoma a little further east. Well, that's another thing that you're going to start seeing there at Calumet is Jacob's son is a, is a freshman and was on the floor for the first time last Friday, and they put up like 96 on somebody. I mean, that's you want to talk about a collision course coming? <laughs> the collision course between Calumet and Fort Cobb, literally in every sport they play. They already played in the, state, the, the fall baseball state title game. Depending, I mean, you, you never know with the playoffs and somebody getting knocked off, but if they both go in as winners into the state tournament, they're going to be on opposite sides. Of the, you know, that's going to be a collision course coming on the basketball floor as it was a year ago uh, when Fort Cobb knocked off Calumet. So I, I, as far as across Class B, that's there's, I don't think there's any doubt that a lot of folks will be <clears throat> kind of looking for that matchup again. And with what Fort Cobb lost, maybe it's maybe 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 Calumet. Is that it's on their side? Is it, that being what do you call that baton mantle? The, whatever. The, 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 but the, the baton passing is it happening? <clears throat> I, I, it, here's the deal. 
Got to beat them. You got to beat Fort Cobb. Much but. like what we saw with the Gore twins from Ceiling, and then Hydro Weekly finally getting the better of them in the in the semif- and then going back the other way. You still. You still got to beat them, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. it's got to happen. It's not just you still, you got to take yeah, it. That's you correct. You got to go take it. That's correct. And, and so, you know, Four Cobb's not going to just willingly uh, let it go. They're, no. they're still going to fight tooth and nail to retain that, always, to always have that title of the best team. Yeah, yeah. that collision course, it's palpable. You can, it's coming. You can I taste so. it. You can sense it. I you can't it wait. Is. I mean, there's, I, I was quizzing you <clears throat> on the way back from Oklahoma City last Friday. I'd seen the some stuff pop up about uh you know longevity or the which team <clears throat> which which boys team in Oklahoma had the most wins over the last 10 years the answer is obvious yeah i was there trying to go i was thinking it was a trick question i was saying someone like what i say like red oak or something no the answer is rough yeah Roth, you may have yeah. which they were in the top 10 you know Leedy was number six on that list i my first thought was kingfisher yeah but it's the answer is obvious on the boys. It's it's Fort Cobb, right? And it, and it's Fort Cobb by like seventeen wins over the last ten years. The girls is obvious too. You probably think ceiling, maybe, or you think Fort Gibson and in four A. They've made the state tournament what twenty years in a row, some crazy number like that. But the answer is obvious. It's always low mega yep. every time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It just is. Because, that one came right to me. Yeah. Right, that came right to me. So uh, it's low mega. A horrible yep. year for Coach Lowell, and it was like 30 and 6. <laughs> you know, that's like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with low mega? They lost yeah. six games. There are other people outside low mega going, oh, well, maybe they'll fire him and we can go higher. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's enough to get him fired in low mega, but by God, we'll take him. <laughs> and uh, low mega, by the way, also was 17 wins ahead of, I think Fort Gibson was second on that one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Lomega's. You know, that's just Lomega girls and, and the Fort Cobb boys. How many times over the last uh, golly, what have we been here yeah. now? Seven years, six years, whatever it is. They've been there every time. Every time. <laughs> I mean, every time. They, yeah, you just just book it. You know, they're going to be there. They got a standing reservation, whatever hotel they're on. So good stuff. Right, quick. Five County going away. Mm, yeah. So what, what's everybody doing? Oh, man, I left the schedule downstairs. I know that in, in the case of Canute, they picked up a tournament up in Moreland. I mean, everyone's just going to find a different tournament, but was that your question? Yeah, was, I just – so it's just going to be that way, kind of scatter. It's, it's and, sad. It's, let's just it really face is. it. It's sad. It's, a, it's always been one of those staple tournaments. For our rooting interest, Of it kind of gives you a pulse of – uh, because there's a lot of times of, of teams that would get to the finals on that Saturday in this tournament, place would be packed because they knew they were probably going to see a couple teams that could make the state. And they'd probably have to go through each other again depending on what class or whoever it was. But it had that that feeling to it. Neat tournament because it rotated around the different venues, different right. schools. And uh, it was a showcase of Western Oklahoma teams in small school basketball. Majority of them were Paragon teams, so we got to broadcast a lot of them in and, and, it helped us understand how what the season could look forward to past Christmas break. And it is sad that it's going away. It is sad. I wish somebody had stepped up and said, let's get something similar made. You know, yeah, Lee, I've always had the, and I'm, I'm, this is just me dreaming, but I've always wished uh, there was some kind of a tournament here at the Pioneer Center. You know, kind of a central place right here in Oak City where these teams could all meet right here in Oak City. And, um, there, there was you know, still COVID. Under, yeah. It was in, in yeah. January. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> something like that to replace because it could be early enough where where uh, Elk City High School basketball hasn't started just yet. I'm, I don't know if the dates match up. Anyways, but yeah, it's sad it's going away or it's gone away and hopefully not forever. Kind of feels like a bedlam thing, you know? You hope something like this can returns. Yeah, Leedy has their own merit going to Moreland. But just the boys, because the girls are in the birth of Frank Teague this year. That's right. So, there's a bunch of different things going on. It just kind of stinks that they're not all. It was just such a great, it was such a great thing for, like, us to talk about. Yeah. Because you got to, you know, you see a game, it might be three weeks later, and you get to see the growth of those teams already before the before the Christmas break. Yeah. That's an interesting talk we can talk about with the 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 change in the foul rules and how We'll be able to kind of get a gauge early on to see how much that changes 
uh, if you don't know, as opposed to the, the way it's been, 10 foul limit each half. At 7, you shoot the 1-1. One and one. At 10, it's a, a double bonus. First half, second half. Now it's five fouls in the quarter. and it, But as soon as you get your fifth foul, it's two shots. Here's a question. You know, this is kind of modeled after, what, women's college basketball, modeled after the NBA. My question is this. Do offensive fouls count in the total? Yeah. See, in the NBA, they don't. They, I believe there was one last night. Okay. There was a – in the boys' game, Leedy committed a charge. Yeah. I it mark, counts. I look I, – if memory serves me right, I think it did. See, in the, in the NBA game, it's just a turnover. Sure. I mean, it's personal yeah. foul on the player, mm-hmm. but, but not it, a, not it, it's not a it's not a team foul on the on the on the team. I would assume all fouls will count. Yeah, me too. I would assume that'd I, be the I, case. I, It'd be a little bit harder to uh, administrate that. Yeah, I was real worried too. Real worried too that they got it out um, early enough on social media and everything where people understood this is a new rule going into the season. But I was worried that fans would start screaming, what are they, Why are they shooting yeah. two? It's only five. five. <laughs> you, your scoreboard's wrong. They yeah. have six fouls. You know, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, because here's the deal. I didn't hear deal. any of that. I mean, on the scoreboard-wise, all that matters is get to five. Get to five. You don't touch And then touch you don't have to again. touch the button yeah. again until the next quarter. Yep. Reset and go. Because there's no difference between the fifth foul and the tenth foul in a certain quarter. It's two shots every single time. Yeah, I think fans did their homework. They and I was, and then another part of it, I was anxious to see how it would work, how how uh, it would change the game if there was a noticeable change. And then again, we'll have this conversation later. But the strategy of it, you know, do coaches really want to put a player on the line to shoot two when there's no, you know, the luxury of having the one on one was missing that front end, getting the ball back, yes. with the chance. Now there's, that's not there anymore. You're giving. You, you could possibly give up two more points, and what's that do you? I hate you stop the, the clock. You stop the clock, and you gave them two points. That doesn't help you. I hate the one and one. It's going away. I mean, it's, it's gone. There's they no, cited health or player health. Whatever. I didn't see a lot of injuries. Did you? I don't know where that came pride from. Missing free throws. Then maybe. I wondered. I wondered if. Yeah. And I wondered. Does it speed the game up? Maybe. I didn't uh, sit there with the stopwatch last night. It still felt. Like I got out there about the normal time. I don't know. There's a lot to unravel yeah. with it. Here's a great question: Do they get do, do they on the fifth foul if it's an offensive foul? Do they get free throws? Great question. Great question. Don't know. You wouldn't before. Before, if your seventh foul was a charge, they weren't shooting. The other team wasn't shooting a one and one. Yeah. What's only got a little bit further? Oh, yeah, we're gonna get an answer. This is gonna be good. Maybe we can get him to call in. About the offensive fouls. Maybe get our our mystery guest to call in. That'd be funny. What well, about uh, college football playoff rankings last night? Top eight, unchanged. With Ohio State one, Georgia two, Michigan three, Florida State four, Washington five, Oregon six, Texas seven, Alabama number eight. Where the movement started was number nine fell to number 17. That was the Sooners. Behind Oklahoma State, behind Kansas, Oklahoma State 15, Kansas 16, OU 17. Uh, kind of give you an idea of where the Big 12 teams are at. Kansas State stayed in the rankings at 25 as well. Top eight, not surprised nothing moved necessarily because it feels like whatever rules they established to rank them, the first ranking, nothing changed. They all won. So they all won, and, and you know, they're yeah. – and there was never really a win that was. I mean, Ohio State struggled for other. Ohio State struggled for a half, but they won the game. Well, they've done that all year. <laughs> the, the one team, though, that the one team I do think is too low, and I, I've, go ahead. Here's the deal: I totally get why they're where they're at. I totally get it. But if you look at resumes, there's one team that has like four ranked wins. And their losses to a top ten team, and they're behind a team that has one ranked win and whose losses also to a top ten team. I mean, just when you say those words, it seems to me like, oh well, that one team beat a lot more good teams than the other, and that's Alabama. I think Alabama's too low, but I understand why they're where they're at. You yeah. can, you can't, you really can't hardly put them ahead of Texas. 
because they beat them. Right. And then there's Oregon, which I think Oregon's very, very good. And I, I think Oregon's better than Washington, but you can't put Oregon ahead of Washington. Or can you? Or, or do you allow or do you allow yourself to rank them? You know, yes, Texas lost to Alabama. It was back in week two. Who thinks Texas would beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa right now? Show of hands. Oh, yeah. No one's yeah nobody, nobody's yeah. hand went up. But then again, what's the point of playing the game if the result really doesn't matter because you just assume the other team is now better? I, I, it's all going to work itself out. That's the beauty of the way this is setting up right now. There's a lot of a lot of these teams, teams are going to play that are going to play. Yeah, that's right. That are, it's going to it's kind of hard to go. Well, that team needs to be. Well, they're going to play and it's going to be fine. You know how OU can really stick it to Texas, like really give it to them. How's that? Just lose the rest of their games and then that suddenly yeah. you're pulling them. Their down. loss looks yeah, terrible. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Texas keeps winning, <laughs> and OU just loses. Well, yeah, that one that one loss is to a horrible team. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. Yeah, but I, I see what the committee's doing, clearly, with, well, the, they're just with waiting. the top eight. And they're kind of just waiting like everyone. Like, well, they are. O, or Ohio State and Michigan still have to play. Uh, Georgia and Alabama. Georgia plays Ole Miss this week. Georgia and Ole Miss play this week. Georgia and Alabama. Uh, we'll see. Penn State plays Michigan Penn this State, week. Penn State Michigan, yeah. Eventually. So there will be more shake-up and more shake-out with well, all this. They're almost – they've got it pretty easy right now because the results of those games will kind of – form their opinion because the teams that are that are really alive are right there and they they're yeah, the, the results on the field i think will sure help them this year more than a lot of others it, it seems washington oregon could play again yeah i think we all think they will yeah i, I think this is it goes to and then there's florida state just sitting there they're, everything's so static and it feels like teams, like let's say Alabama, or even let's say if you think Texas, or Oregon, like they're stuck. It, it, for right now, they're stuck because of results that happened earlier in the season. And, and it doesn't feel like the, the development of a team throughout the year is being rewarded right now. And I, and I get it. It all is going to shake out. But at least for right now, I think this is where maybe – a huge advantage of the twelve teamer will be allowing mm-hmm. a team not only not only Alabama but here's one. What about Oklahoma State? They have zero chance to get in the top four right now. Zero chance. No matter if they win the league, it doesn't matter. But they're going to be allowed to get into a twelve team playoff for a year from now, and I think that's great because it allows a team to find their identity and then grow throughout the season, and that can only help. I think. That that it can only help college football be more healthy across the entirety of the country, not just in the southeast. Yeah, and that's that's why we expanded this thing, right? That's why we want this expanded so it actually makes more games meaningful. And whereas you're saying, well, like you just said, Oklahoma State doesn't have a shot to get in the top four, but th- this time next year, if this let's take this season and place it in the next year, I mean, Oklahoma State is ecstatic right now, thinking. We, we got a chance to get in the playoffs. We can get to that top 12. We can get in the top 12 easy. We went out. And so it, it adds more incentive for players to keep, you know, not setting well. We can't we can't get in the top four. You know, I wonder if there's some of that rumbling around. Okay, say Missouri. They just lost, right, and knocked them down to 14. They're in a tough conference. I don't know what their path looks like. Could they get back to contention for a SEC title? I don't know. But let's say they don't. Well, players go well. I, I got, I'm gonna, I got a chance at the draft, a high draft. I, I'm gonna shut it down. But if this is next year, then go. Oh, we could still get in the top twelve and have a chance for a natty. Oh man, think how, think how big. Even, even though there's ranked games this week, think how much bigger Tennessee, Missouri, is a year from now. Those yeah, teams, yeah, those teams yeah. are thirteen and fourteen. Right, right here, now. yeah, exactly. It's, it's an elimination game. Exactly. Utah, number eighteen, going to Washington. Even though they're seven and two, this could be the point. You know what? This could be the win that springboards us back into the playoff conversation, and that just keeps that keeps college football so much more top of mind in so many more locations. Yeah, yeah. Because it's first off, it's not kind of predetermined to start the season that there's X amount of teams that even have a chance. Right. In theory, literally everybody has a chance. 
I mean, shoot, even Kansas State at 25, you never know what kind of run they can go on. Mm -hmm. I know they lost last week, but who knows? You're right. It keeps everybody kind of intrigued. And here we are in November. Yeah, next year should be really fun. It should be really intriguing. But this year, I mean, we got so let's let's. I'm sorry, I'm breaking away from the rundown. But no, no, no. You know, we got the top eight there, unchanged from last week. We all think the top eight has a case if things work out that they can be a playoff team. Yeah. And how, then, how many can we say that for? Ten? Nine for sure. Nine? Ole Miss? Yeah, throw Ole Miss Ole Miss is definitely because they play Georgia. They beat Georgia. They can be the team that even if they don't get to the, the, the SEC title game, which right now they wouldn't because their only loss is to Alabama. But they could be the team then setting outside that game. How many times have we seen Alabama do this? Where they're outside the game – Whoever loses that game takes a second loss, and here we are. Yep. We're the and, other one-loss team. Hey, we got a special guest, uh, Nick Saban on the <laughs> or, – or, Yeah, it's time to be Lane Kiffin. Game day final let's show. Talk, or, let's or talk, Kiffin, to, let's yeah. talk to Lane Kiffin here in the middle of the Big 12 title game. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's always <laughs> – one of the bad things about what's going to happen with 12 will be some of that kind of goes away. Yeah, some yeah. of the politicking will, will, will go away a little bit. There'll still uh, be maybe, some. Maybe there'll be some around that fifteen fourteen mark where they're. What about? Oh, we did be, this. We did. But yeah. it's 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 harder to stomach. Instead of a one loss team pandering to that, you got a two loss. Two team. or three. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to it's just it's politic. hard. It's harder to stomach when you're number five and didn't get number four. I think if you're thirteen and don't get twelve, you kind of look and go, well, we had multiple chances to get there. You know, when you just a little easier to take. like like right now. Let's say you're Alabama. And I don't nobody really thinks they'll be left out. But if whoever wins Ohio State, Michigan, that's one. Florida State Town, oh, never mind. They would beat Georgia. Never mind. And they'd probably be the fourth team. Okay, let's say let's say that does happen. Let's say Ohio State, Michigan go undefeated. Florida State goes undefeated. Washington goes undefeated. Okay? So there's three undefeated. Washington beats Oregon again. So if you're Alabama, a week two loss keeps you out. If Texas runs the table, or if you're Texas, that win doesn't matter, and the, the and your loss in the biggest rivalry game in the country keeps you out. That's hard to stomach, man. There's going to be a Texas Alabama problem if they both went out. There's going to be a and if huge there's those huge problem and and, and 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 if Oregon beats Washington, if yeah, I mean I mean I mean Washington beats Oregon. Washington beats Oregon. Then so it comes, then it's those two: Washington, Florida State, and Big Florida Ten. State and the Big Ten, and it comes down to Texas and Alabama, in a lot of ways. What if they just say, you know what? Pat him on the head and say Georgia's won two in a row, even though you beat him, Bama. <laughs> we can't solve y'all's problem, so we'll just let Georgia it play. It start again. going. It will. Yeah, that's tough. You'd, you'd have to start comparing resumes. Which, you, you, you know, do you get a point for every ranked win? And then, but I think you got to throw all that out if it's head to head. But if you, you compare. Have, if you have a head to head, you have to. I, I if you know. compare resumes, though, the head to head isn't going to win out because Alabama's resume. Exactly. Looks at least right now like it's going to be better than Texas. That's what I'm saying. It looks, it does. But it, I just keep going back to the. But you lost that game back in September, Alabama. But that's the whole you thing. You lost is, that game to this team that is fighting for this next spot right there next to you. This team that doesn't have their quarterback that beat you. I mean, there's there's a lot that's going to be discussed. Oh yeah, a there's lot. that. There's Texas with the quarterback situation. I mean, that's a thing too. If uh, well, you know, if if Edwards isn't back. Look at this Melroy guy. He's actually coming on here. I've actually seen the H word attached to his name this week. Which is just crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, because they were ready to throw him out of they Tuscaloosa. Did. They did. Saving benched him. Yeah. Now, I don't he know. He did that for a reason. I think he I, did it to show everybody that these other two can't play. Yeah. We have to use this and guy. And plus to motivate the kid. Yeah. You know, you're not just, just because I gave you the job back in the summer doesn't mean you could hold on to it forever. You got to keep, you got to continue to earn it throughout the season. I think that's the message he was sending. If I had to ask you right now who's going to be in the playoff, who would you choose? 
Uh, the do I have to name a team? The Big Ten champ. Yeah, that's you can get away with that. Can I get one. away with that? You can get because away with I that. I think that'll be an undefeated. So it's either going to be Ohio State or Michigan. So uh, give me the Big Ten champ. I'll take. I think Georgia wins out. I really do. I think all this might be a mute point. I think Georgia wins out. I'll take Florida State. They're going to cruise in the ACC. And I now this is um. Man, if you watch that Oregon-Washington game, it felt like Oregon had that game in control for the most part. And then Washington did what they did. Can you say the same thing about OU-Texas? Mm-hmm. Felt like Texas, in, in Texas, yeah. is, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Oklahoma so was felt, ahead for I'm a bunch is, of it. Yeah, and everyone said after that game, well, if OU and Texas rematch, Texas is probably going to be the favorite and could win that game. And, and the Oregon-Washington has been the same thing, too. Exactly. So, with that being said, I'd go against what I just said. I would think Oregon would win the re- rematch, and then you got a problem there at the four spot between Oregon, Texas. That'd be Oregon it. and Texas. Yep, that'd be it. It'd be Texas. Oof. It'd be Texas. You think so? Yeah, everybody wants Texas to be back. <laughs> yeah. Texas, well, they're back. Texas back to what? That's my question. What are they back to? They're just back. They got one line. They're, oh, we could finally put them in, guys. <laughs> I mean, we could they, do it. What are they getting back to? They they're haven't won a conference. They're flips over there in Grapevine in the committee room or wherever they're at. They now. haven't won a conference title in 15 years. Yeah, what are they getting yeah, back what to? What if they do it? And then, oh, they're back. We told you. Is, that's what they wanted to do. We told you they were back. Uh, yeah. and I want We somebody, told you. We knew Oregon was good. We told you Texas would be I back. I want somebody to tell me back to what? What are they back to? They haven't been. You can't go back to somewhere you've never been. <laughs> Texas. This is what's so sick That's where it gets it. political. That's where the politics come in. Yeah, Phil Knight versus the Horns. I love that. Oh, more people would watch the Texas versus, I don't know, Georgia. Georgia. See if we can get uh, Bevo versus Ugga part two, like we got down in the Sugar Bowl a yeah. couple years ago. Where Bevo yeah. almost ended Ugga's life. Amongst a lot of other people standing what there. What did I get to do with that cow anyways? Just stand, he was just sitting there. Didn't enjoy it. Taking the spotlight away. Bevo was not happy. I never really seen Bevo move that fast. All I'm doing is trying to see him sed- stand there. Well, I think they're sedated. sedated. Surely. Surely both of them I think when are. you see him in the state fair, they give him buckets of beer. <laughs> what how many tickets that cost? It's like that scene in Dumbo where they fall into the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just, yeah, <laughs> pink bubbles all around yeah. his head. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Now, what do you think your top four would be at the end of the year? Uh, I think it's going to be – God, you wonder if the distraction for Michigan eventually – you know, you realize they've never, they still haven't played See, a ranked team. See, I even team. failed to even mention that. Well, that's why I kind of copped out when I said the undefeated yeah, Big Ten. They still haven't played a ranked team. No. Hard to leave them out. They're undefeated. It'll be one of those two, Michigan or Ohio State. Florida State, I mean, they're, they're this week is a little bit of a stumbling block with you know the traditional game against Miami. Does Miami have any chance to win that? Uh, I don't know. But, he, but there's another thing that happens, and Mark talks about this all the time after us. As the season gets closer and closer to the end, those undefeated, you see squirrely things because the pressure mounts so much on those undefeated teams, especially the ones that haven't been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Florida State hasn't been there. Now, Washington has, but not with this group. You know, but that's why you see – how many times you see losses where you're like, what? And then all of a sudden, you see Clemson should have lost that game. Oh, they pulled it out at the end. Alabama, oh, they pulled it out against Auburn in the Iron Bowl with Bryce Young going – 97 yards in two seconds or what you know just because they're so much more used to being there and doing it than a lot of the other teams are that um that, that you think but it, gosh is this the furthest down the down the line that we've gotten since the playoffs been instituted with five undefeated still going you normally we, we don't even start talking about this like mid mid-october and then you, you you have a weekend where it's wiped out we're in the second weekend in november and there's still five you know that's yeah. that's pretty far down the line to to have five. So, I I, I think it's I, I think Oregon's going to beat Washington. I think Florida State's going to go undefeated. The Big Ten's going to have a winner that's undefeated. I think Bama beats Georgia, and we have a massive argument between Bama, Texas, and Oregon 
for the last two spots. And Georgia, too. Georgia doesn't just go away in that argument, I don't think, either. No. If that's all. their only loss. Not at all. No, no, no. And no. then you figure out exactly how much those conference championships really mean, which conference that they thought was the best throughout the year. You have a massive argument at that point. I right. hope that's what happens. Just pure chaos one more time. <laughs> and if you're Florida State, you almost feel like you have to run the table because of what's lacking a little bit on your schedule. If Like one loss, maybe not oh, yeah, eliminated. They can't suffer a loss because of how weak like that it. conference is. But are they worse than the Big 12? Please be joined now by the head coach of the Big Elks, Coach Zach Maynard. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Let's just quickly go and kind of put a bow on the regular season. You guys challenge yourself big time out of district, um, and the results kind of varied through that. Obviously, in district play, got better as the year went on. So, just kind of how do you assess uh, your Big Elks from you know week zero all the way through to where we are at the end of the regular season? Well, I think every year you got to start over. You know, knowing there's going to be a learning curve. Um, you know, especially the last two years, even though a year ago there were, there's a huge learning curve and there's there's things that have to take place, you know, even as a staff uh, to learn what fits our kids the best, to do the right things. And, you know, so we, you know, maybe that curve took a little longer this year than normal, um, you know, just trying to figure out just, just so many places that spots on the field that were open early. And, you know, I think, I think now we're looking at a group that, you know, I think – Go heading into the playoffs, we're in a pretty neat little spot because really we've only been in the bone for four or five weeks, and 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 so we're still you know learning some new things and and, and have new wrinkles here and there. Whereas most most people are pretty much done doing those type of things. So um, you know it can be an advantage doing that. Um, you know the the growth that we're seeing with the football team. I think uh, I think I think you're just going to continue to see us be better and better um, each day as we move forward. Yeah, something you talked about last week. Um not just for your team, but basically anybody anybody around the state that wants to make a playoff run is you have to continue to get better. And the one thing that I see that's pretty positive is there is still a long ways to what the ceiling of the brown and white can be versus maybe some other teams that got things cranking pretty early. They may be kind of stagnated or at the end of their, at the rope. How much does that excite you going in if we can continue – what the possibilities would be no i think that's the uh, that's the you know that's right now that's what's really got everybody in my opinion in our locker room excited not just me but you know the other coaches and the players most importantly the players i think the players see it as well and they understand um you know just little things here and there but there's also you know we 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 went in as coaching staff. We didn't inst- install anything this week. We haven't installed anything in two or three weeks. However, we've got five pass plays and, and four or five run schemes that we haven't shown on film yet. Uh, nobody's seen. And so just things that we've been fine-tuning and, and, and getting better with and, you know, things that I, I've, I said before, things I like to have in my back pocket uh, this time of year. And I, and I just think that, uh, you, know, you know, you go back to a year ago right now, we, we were who we were. There wasn't a whole lot more we could do. We'd We'd, we'd been in that, uh, you know, all year long. And, and so there's still, there's still three, four weeks of growth for this football team that we don't have now. <laughs> okay. Hand signals. I love that. Yeah. Um, last week was last week. That team was uh, – and John Marshall, just not the highest quality of team, but still a game you had to play. How do you feel like they came out where they – it's a team that you can easily – lose focus on because of everything I just said. How do you feel like your guys played? Well, I feel like we played well. I feel like we really executed well. We did what we wanted to do, you know, for the most part. Um, you know, our tackling wasn't up to the way, to, to the standard that we like to tackle to. Um, and, and I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's the motion of the game really wasn't there. So, you know, I don't, some people say you don't have to be emotional to play this game. No, I don't, it's not golf where you've got to keep your emotions in check. And obviously, you can't go too far emotionally, but um, you are. It's a man's game, and, and and it's going to be emotional when when you know we talk about you know it being a war, and 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 you know uh, it's just that's the way the game it has to be played. You have to play it intensely, and I think maybe a few plays here and there you didn't see us play with the right intensity, with the right emotion uh, to get 
guys they had some good backs. You mm-hmm. know, two's a good player, mm-hmm. five's a good player. Um, guys who were tough to bring down, and they were playing hard. And you know, so uh, you know, when you don't play it with the right intensity, you know, you can get you can you can give up big runs when you when you don't uh, get people on the ground whenever you should. So we had to fix that this week. Yeah, and have you ever been in a an environment like that i know we we had a a microphone kind of out of the press box to try to get some sound you know because it was so sterile up there you can only hear the next thing you know or you could hear you know you you guys or their coaches that's all you could hear in that state it was a and and to me the emotion of it affects defense more than offense uh, as far as being in the game and really really fighting the the way that you normally would no I, i you know you see games like that sometimes um, you know, I've been a part of one. You know, as a player, where you go to these places and it's almost like you're at a funeral, or or you know, it's just it's quiet and it's not it's not emotion filled. And you can get, um, even though you're considerably the better team, you can get bogged down by that and not really uh, dominate the way that you should. And so I thought that our kids really actually handled it pretty well for the most part. Looking ahead to Friday night, a rematch of last year's first round playoff game with Newcastle coming out here. I was just kind of going back through my stuff from a year ago. Their offensive line is exactly intact as it was a year ago with all five guys back. Quarterback's the same. Uh, they've got a little bit more of a, the, the young running back, Bradford, with Bolser getting hurt early in the year. So just talk about kind of what you see out of Newcastle that has improved from what came out here a year ago. Well, I think, you know, they're a little more physical even, even now than they were a year ago. I think, uh, you know, they – They've always been really good on offense. You know, he, the same scheme that they've had since that staff's been there, it seems like, and at least especially over the last two, three years, whatever it is. And, um, you know, they, they're really good. They've got some good talent. Uh, you know, their backs aren't quite as big. Their, their skill kids aren't quite as big and physical maybe as they've been in the past. Uh, but they're really they're really quick, and uh, if they, if they make you miss and, and it gets loose, you know, you can be in trouble. And um, But – you know, so we're, 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 we've got them all defended. We've got them all schemed up real well, and, you know, we feel good about where we're at. You know, obviously, um, they're very formidable. They're a great football team. Um, I, I, most people across the state are, are, are picking them to win the game. That's fine. That's What's that got to do with the price of eggs in Elk City? <laughs> Health-wise, I, I, I like seeing um, Garbarino back out there. I think he had something to your offense and defense, too. I know he's been dinged up in an up-and-down kind of senior season for him health-wise. Uh, is he good to go? And, again, how's the rest of your team? Do you feel like um, you're, you're pretty healthy at, uh, um, going out there? Yeah, you know, we got Garbo in back, and it really, really I told him last week, early in the week, that we – man, I want you to carry it 8, 10, 12 times just, just so you can kind of get back in the flow of – you know, we want you to get loose. We want you to be, you know, what you're capable of being. And, and so, really, it was good to see him uh, block and tackle and run and, and – and, um, you know, get loose a couple times and, and, and see him make some moves and, you know, kind of look like his old self a little bit. And, um, you know, we've got a couple uh, offensive and defensive linemen that you know, are really day-to-day. And so um, we're, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens with that come Friday. Uh, offensively for you guys, I mean, it just seems like at each single week, every single week, more comfortability that then also allows you to maybe do something or show something, you know, with the play action pass that, that to buoy that was just absolutely wide open. Has everybody come on trying to tackle those big guys like one of them out in the, in the hall with, with catch, just the, the way that you're the, the guys that have even had to fill in on the offensive line, the physicality that they've played with over the last couple of weeks, that's got to make you happy and, and got to make you like realize what we want to do, what we want to be about, it's getting through in that locker room. No, absolutely. You know, when we've got, you know, it just it all boils down to toughness, and 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 in a world that that has just gone soft, if we're just going to be completely brutally honest, there's nothing that that makes me happier than to see a bunch of you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids go, you know, I don't care how big you are, I don't care how strong you are, I don't care how fast you are. When that ball moves. I'm going to give you every ounce that I have. I'm going to give you everything I got. And, and you know, when they believe in that, you know, I think that it's just my opinion that that eventually in 10 years will make them good men, good fathers, good husbands. And so, you know, ultimately it's all a 
it's all a, a standard. It's all a belief system. It, it's it's just the way that I believe that the game was meant to be taught and coached. And and and, and toughness is 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 something that you know I believe our young men in this society need need to learn maybe the most about. Last question for me. Aaron mentioned the environment last week and how weird that was. Uh, no fans and all that stuff. Almost felt like a COVID year. How important is it for fans to come out? to Big Oak Stadium Friday night, pack the stands up, be loud and proud for those Big Oaks? Well, listen, I I, I thought about this the other night, and I, I was, Coach Peffer keeps wanting me to do the Bob Stoops uh, <laughs> Texas Tech deal. I was trying to bait you into that, too. <laughs> but listen, there's, there's, there's 16 teams left in Class 4A football. There's 32 altogether. Of those 16 teams, there's only eight of them got home games. And so you, if you really think about it, there's – there's only a handful of teams in the entire state getting to play home football games. And since I've been here, this is just the second year where we have a home football game. I don't know. You guys would know the, the statistics before that. Would it go clear back to 98? Mm-hmm. So the weather's going to be nice. It's not going to be brutally cold. There's Home field advantage is extremely important in this type of game, in these type of environments that we can create, uh, that that, that – Maybe can make Newcastle have to burn a timeout when they don't need to because we're we got rowdy crew up there getting after it, cheering us on. So, you know, obviously, and, and then also for the kids. I mean, you know, our kids have worked their tails off, fought tooth and nail to secure a home football game, mm-hmm. and so let's 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 do all we can to get out there and, and support them. If I'm not mistaken, the incredibly loud and annoying air horns debuted in this game a year ago no nah, it was next it was the next one it was the next Hildell one, one. Hildell. yeah <laughs> yeah well, the train horns well, showed let's, up at let's Hildell. keep the train horns coming this <laughs> this week too whatever you, i mean all you gotta don't don't challenge them because they'll do it <laughs> <laughs> we all know that coach thanks so much for your time and good luck to the big elks in the first round against the newcastle racers absolutely thank you all all right that'll do it for a wednesday fun stuff and it's going to be a fun week we'll break down the, that game others around the state much more as we move along toward friday night everybody have a great wednesday we'll be back tomorrow it's the last real warm day some point tonight that north wind's gonna blow it's gonna be much chillier tomorrow you've been listening to the skinny on sports podcast with aaron cow be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available thanks for listening that ball is blistered to right way